Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. That's right, folks. It's time to roll down the sleeves, roll up the, uh, roll up the sleeves, however you uh, get to work, because it is time for us to critically think through the news and views of the week once again. I'm Andrew Coppins. That is Pat Oni over there on the other side. Thank you so much for watching on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Of course, you can listen to the show on Mojo 5 Radio every weekday, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Or you can download the podcast um, and subscribe away at basically every single podcast platform known to man, at least the important ones. And do not forget, like we said, you can watch the show on rumble.com backslash critical thinking. You can see the show in its entirety for free over there. Um, as the new year hits, we're going to be trying some different uh, things that you're going to see and hear on the podcast that you won't see or hear uh, via Mojo 5 radio. So you probably want to subscribe to both of those things, you know, rumble and the podcast. We're just warning you ahead of time, getting you prepared for a lot of different things, which reminds me, do not forget, you can go to preparewithmojo50.com where you can get your four-week emergency food supply for $50 off or the much, much more economically um, smart move, getting yourself a three-month emergency food supply for quite a bit more off. So go to uh, preparewithmojo50.com. Again, that's preparewithmojo50.com. Our friends at My Patriot Supply, absolutely fantastic. Not just on the food storage, but they have many, many other things. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. Okay, having said all of that, we have a ton to get into because believe it or not, Pat, when last we left off, we were talking about this insane idea that, um, you know, this this higher inflation and and the the consumer price index and the price of gas and the price of food and the price of this and the price of that going up is is a wonderful thing for our economy. Um. So 
I'm going to set up today's show by by going into some very basic economic theory. Okay. Now, Pat, I'm going to ask you some questions, and and uh, I'm going to see what your response is going to be. Okay. Okay. So, if demand is rising, generally speaking, is that a good thing? It 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 depends, I think, on the circumstance, right? Um, if demand is rising, that means whatever good or service that is being provided is a good good or service because everyone's consuming it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's a popular thing. Now, if it's a one of those things that where it's a more of a rare commodity, then then that might be a problem. Okay, so taking off of that, right? What is uh-huh. the basic law of economics? The law of supply and demand. Supply right? and demand. Yeah. Okay. So what if the demand increases to record levels? Um what would well, the law I mean, of supply and demand tell you is going to happen to price? And it's going to be inflated, right? Right, because you have a a demand that is outpacing the supply. And right. in order to tamp down the demand for that product to meet supply, you must inflate the price, right? Right. Okay, so that's the law of supply and demand at work, okay? I have another question. Is that what is happening here right now in America is that we are seeing these record demands for everything under the sun. And then that we don't have the ability to supply that record demand. And therefore prices are increasing. Is that what we're seeing play out here? I, that's my honest question to you. I, I think that's an accurate assessment, honestly, where you, where we are seeing, I don't know, pick a, pick a product, pick a commodity, pick something, right? Um, where we're seeing those prices go way, way up because the demand is not meeting the supply. And we are seeing unprecedented levels of demand in this case. Okay. So <clears throat> I'll, I'll use this as a really basic example, Pat. Okay. Here in our house, now that both of us are constantly working from home, now that both of us don't go into the office multiple times a week, right? Mm. One thing that we have noticed is that we are running our dishwasher on a much more frequent cycle. Like I would say it's almost every other day. Whereas before it might be maybe once during the week and once on the weekend, right? Uh-huh. So we're running the dishwasher at four times the, the amount that we were running it before. That means we are using dishwashing, you know, um, whatever, the the jet dry and all that stuff that goes into the dishwasher, right? Right. So our demand for the product has increased. Has the supply been able to increase of that product? Now, the question with the supply that I have, Pat, is, is it really an issue of a lack of the ability to supply the product. There are industries where this exists, by the way. 
Right, right. I was going to say it, it depends on, you know, that whatever particular product. I mean, it's, it's going to vary. Yeah. So and for a great, for a really great example, semiconductors, right? Right. Your microchips, the things that power all of the electronic equipment that we are buying at quote unquote record numbers. Now, why are people buying these things at record numbers? In large part because they're working from home. Right. In numbers never seen before. And that increases the demand for laptops, it increases the demand for computers at home, it increases and decreases the supply of computers from your company, right? Now, if you have a good company, that company is paying for your computer, right? Right. But that's not happening all over the place. And on top of it, we also are seeing an increase in demand for televisions and, and all of these things because people are what? At home more than they've ever been before. It is true that we are seeing an increase in demand. But I contend that our supply chain issues is not about the inability to meet that demand because the demand is so great. It's because we are seeing issues in the key places that provide us with the key components to making those electronics. We are seeing issues when it comes to what other thing, Pat? Food supply, right? Right. And why is that happening is the critical question. There is no question that we have a supply issue. The issue comes from what government is doing. That is my contention. But I want you to hear, um, because as we left off last week, we were talking about that tweet that Ron Klain had retweeted, right? Jason Furman talking about how inflation is just really a high-class problem. Right. I, I want you to hear this because Jason Furman, the person who actually created that tweet and that thought, had this to say this weekend when confronted by Bill Hemmer of Fox News. I'm going to bring in our money team now early this time. Steve Moore, economic advisor for President Trump. Jason Furman had the same job under President Obama. Gentlemen, welcome. Uh, Jason, you started a prairie fire yesterday. Uh, to, to paraphrase Jay Leno, what in the hell were you thinking? <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what I think is going on in the economy. You need to keep two things in your head at once. One is inflation is real. Inflation is creating a problem for families. We should do something about it. Number two, the reason we have this inflation is actually a good reason. That the unemployment rate has come down, that families got money, and people are buying more things than ever before. The problem isn't that our ports stopped working. It's that people are buying so much stuff that so much is trying to come through our ports right now. We have record volumes. You know, that's both has a good side, a bad side. You need to keep both those. And in a your lot head. of people will say you saw it coming last February. You did very little about it. Why would the chief of staff retweet that? So, two things here. I, I, did you hear what he was talking about? How, well, we have just. We're just doing so well in the economy that inflation is coming, that people are earning so much more money. 
So here's a problem. They're saying that wage growth is driving inflation and that um, because people are making more money, they're spending more and that the cost of those issues go up. I, do you understand but, where I'm like, there's a disconnect here that is, uh-huh. is economically not right because it would be true that if, if wages were increasing, let's say at 5%, okay, that is a massive increase. The normal increase in wages is about 1%, maybe 1.5% year over year, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a normal wage growth, okay? In fact, we, up until 2019, hadn't seen actual wheel, real, wheel, real wage growth in almost our entire lifetimes, Pat. It, it really has never happened because the it would never outpace inflation. And, and then in 2019, it began to really increase. Okay? But for this concept to be true, we have to see wage growth outpace inflation. Well... Um, there's just a small problem with this, okay? It's that, um, inflation is at about a 5.4% pace right now for the year. Uh How much have wages gone up? Not 5.4%. 4.6%. So, we're seeing an almost 1% gap in the inflation and the wage growth, okay? But we're also still seeing 10 million jobs unfulfilled in this economy. And like we talked about last week, while they're touting a, what, 4 point or 5.4 or 4.8% unemployment 4. rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The actual reality if you consider the number of people that have dropped out from retirement, from forced retirements, from the youth not participating in the economy in the way that they used to, yada, 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 right? It's actually 7.1% is the real unemployment rate right now. Mm -hmm. That's not healthy. That's not good. That's no bueno. Even if you were to consider how you measure that previously, You'd want it to be in the 5% or below range for that to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that last week. Go check out the podcast. Again, you can find that wherever you find your podcasts. Um, Because we talked about this. But, um, yeah, there's so much more to all of this. But... But I want you I wanted you to hear that because that comes from Jason Furman, somebody who's technically outside the the Biden bubble, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> this is now the refrain of the Biden administration. This is not just a one-off one-person thought process. This is what the Biden administration is trying to sell to the American public. And I give you this. 
exists. But uh, what the point is here is that uh, is that we are at this point because we've made progress in the economy. And what would be worse, in our view, is if the unemployment rate was at 10 percent, people were out of work, hundreds of thousands of people were still dying of COVID uh, and people weren't able to lose their homes. So that's the full context. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Gonna just point this out here for the sake of pointing it out. Did she just say that not as many people were dying from COVID? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let people mull that one over while while we continue on with this inflation talk. Because I have some more numbers for you. Oh yay. So excluding food and energy, right, from the consumer price index. If you exclude those pretty volatile uh, components, right, because gas prices can change on a dime, OPEC and and all of that sort of stuff, right, that can change on a dime. Food supply can change. On, oh, wait, we'll get into that in a moment. But the, the CPI actually climbed 0.2% after ending up 0.1% in August. Now, if you take into addition to the rents, the so-called core CPI, the core components of consumer pricing, was lifted by a 1.3% increase in the cost of new motor vehicles, which marked the fifth straight month of gains above 1%. So think about that, okay? That means for the pa- in the last five months, the price of a motor vehicle, the price of buying a vehicle, has increased by at least 5% in totality. So let me, let me do some very uh, quick calculations. Let's say we're, we're buying a $20,000 used car. <clears throat> That's an extra 5%. At $1,000, that is $1,000 over the course of five months that has been added to the cost of that vehicle. So what you bought in May at $18,000 is now over $19,000, dollars $22,000 because that's just the core price of that. That doesn't include the inflationary price of, of how the vehicle supply chain has been working, Right. And again, that goes back to the issue of raw goods and semiconductors and all of the things and components that go into making said vehicles these days, right? And it's part of the reason why Tesla has kind of cornered the market in my in my view. Because what has Tesla figured out? Tesla's vehicles have figured out how to use less of those semiconductor products instead of more. And they have figured out how to to lessen their, not environmental impact, but the impact of supply chain issues. Okay, They're not immune to the issues, but they've been able to isolate, right? So they use smaller semiconductors to run certain parts of of the, uh, the vehicle. Whereas some of these vehicles that are out today use one semiconductor to run or one microchip that kind of runs the whole vehicle 
And if that microchip has an issue, oh crap, right? For, versus a Tesla that uses maybe smaller sized or smaller, um, you know, memory or whatever have you when it comes to that component, right? And they'll use them for independent braking or, you know, whatever components are within that vehicle. They'll use not one central nervous system, but multiple nervous systems that allows for issues to, to isolate themselves. Now, the average price of a new motor vehicle has topped $45,000 for the first time ever as of September, according to Kelly Blue Book. But that's not all, Pat. Because what other, what other thing has been beyond semiconductors, beyond microchips and all that stuff, right? What is the other thing that people have been noticing that has really kind of hit people in the pocketbook when it comes to, I don't know, building a house, let's say? Wood. Wood what? Actual tools, wood, you know, those kinds of things, right? Hey, hey, hey. I, I don't appreciate you talking about the Biden administration like that. What How you dare mean? you call them tools? Well, they are tools, but but I wasn't talking about them. Yes, but the the price of lumber, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, lumber is used in all sorts of things like, I don't know, household furnishings. Let's let's, let's just say, you know, buying a new couch, right? It, that generally has lumber involved, right? To some degree, yes. Well, There were also increases in the prices of household furnishings and operations with furniture and bedding posting the biggest gain since March 1988. I was March of 88. I would have been six. And oh, by the way, consumers are also paying more for motor vehicle insurance. Why? Why are we paying more for motor vehicle insurance? Because inflation. And for them to be able to keep up with all of the stuff on the backside, right? So it's going to cost more for you to get the part. It's going to cost more for them to pay out the insurance claim, right? So they have to claw back more in your premium in order to pay for that pricing difference. Again, the law of supply and demand at work. That doesn't happen if we don't have supply chain issues. This concept that this is a good thing is insane. But, but, just just think about this. Because if, if you need to know that this is a refrain within the Biden administration, um, I want you to hear Jen Psaki talk about this again over the weekend on um, the Clinton News Network. Inflation is skyrocketing, as I don't need to tell you. The prices for home heating costs, cars, Groceries, furniture, rent, gasoline are, are hitting Americans right in the wallet. The, the White House response has been generally to say, hey, inflation shows that we're coming out of the recession. So it's a good sign. President Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, enthusiastically retweeted an economist who had said in part most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, et cetera, are high class problems. Now, I get the larger point that when we're talking about economics, we're coming out of a recession. But doesn't it seem tone deaf to say that rising prices and empty grocery store shelves are high class problems? Isn't that a bit dismissive? 
Well, that's not exactly what the tweet said, nor the retweet of the original tweet, uh, which is what we're talking about here. It is true, though, Jake, and economists will tell you this, and I know you've interviewed some of them as well, that the fact is the unemployment rate is about half what it was a year ago. So a year ago, people were in their homes. 10% of people were unemployed. Gas prices were low because nobody was driving. People weren't buying goods because they didn't have jobs. Now more people have jobs. More people are buying goods. That's increasing the demand. That's a good thing. At the same time, we also know that the supply is low because we're coming out of the pandemic. Uh, and because a bunch of manufacturing sectors across the world have shut down because ports uh, haven't been functioning as they should be. These are all things we're working through. What people should know is that inflation is going to come down next year. Economists have said that. They're all projecting that. But we're working to attack these cost issues that are impacting the American people every single day. But there's different issues in different sectors and, and many of the ones you mentioned. Well, yes, Mr. Padoni. I, I just want our audience to know that no alter ego of mine would be this stupid. We'll leave that up to people like Virginia Jackhole and uh, some others uh, to to suss that out. But um, do you need any more proof that this is all a lie? That this is all about um, politics, not reality? This isn't spin, folks. This is just an outright lie because here's the deal, right? So this time last year, Pat, what was the actual BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics unemployment rate for October of 2020? Hell, okay, so let's give them September of 2020. Okay, that, that they were right. It was about 10%. It was 9.8%. But why did they pick that? Because if you went to October of 2020, we had dropped to 6.9%, so a 3% drop in the unemployment rate. Why? Oh, that's right, because um, we started to change the unemployment mandate and the unemployment uh, payment structure. Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. Recently discovered in a small subsection of the Green New Deal, the United States Air Force is moving away from conventional explosive ordnance. Being considered to replace these terrible weapons are more ecologically friendly weapons, such as cat coolers, to be used like anvils in a wily Coyote cartoon. Recently declassified audio from deep inside Cheyenne Mountain. Genital, come quick. The Chinese have taken over the island beachhead. What should we do? Release the cat coolers! The first cat cooler dropped, activated a vault volcano on impact. The cooler still has ice in it and was used as a life raft by 26 island refugees. China has signaled their unconditional surrender and it is anticipated 
that the cat cooler will never again be used in such a destructive way. What China surrendered, G.I. Joe? No more drop a cat cooler. No coolers were harmed in the making of this ad, but the island is a total loss. Cat Coolers does not recommend dropping coolers from planes, but the video is really cool, and it's still illegal to smuggle a cat into New Mexico. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. The Mojo Freedom Dojo. Mojo 5 You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Yes, indeed, it's time for Critical Thinking. Pat, we have fewer democracies, not more. Fewer. Wow, that was very schizophrenic of you. You you okay over there, buddy? Oh, I'm sorry. The 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 spirit of Joe Biden possessed me. Did you see that this weekend? See what exactly? His unhinged, deranged, um, schizophrenic like oh. um, speech. You mean where he was very apparently off his meds? Yes. Screaming about the fact that we have fewer democracies, not more in the world. Uh, a question for you: Why does that matter? Mm, I don't know that it does. And I don't, here, here's a better question: Why is that our problem? So, basically, what Joe Biden is telling us is that um, he believes in the Bush Doctrine. This guy is an absolute incompetent. And then, most importantly, not, um, how shall I say this? I, I, wa- I want to be careful of how I say this. Okay. He is not just incompetent. He is also not cognizant. He has no cognitive abilities you can tell by this unhinged speech having lived my entire up until literally the day that i turned 16 life with uh with a grandfather who had parkinson's disease and the mental aspects that came with it this is what this 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 reminds me of somebody who didn't have the right medication to handle this where one, one minute they're just talking like this and they're normal. The next minute they're off in la la land. And then five minutes later, they're back. So, um, how is he still president again? Again, Pat, this is the, this is the theory I have been working on from the very get go when it came to how they cleared the field for Joe Biden and all of those things. Because he is a useful tool of the left. Whether you want to call that the Democratic Socialist of America or Socialist or the Communist left or whatever, however you want to label it. 
he is a useful tool for all the people that have been surrounding him from the get-go. Because he is not in control of any of this. This is all the left, and he is a marionette. He has been that since the very get-go of this campaign. He has no cognitive thought of his own that makes any sense. You can tell because when he goes off script, when he goes off of that teleprompter, he makes no sense. He's a blabbering idiot. I just I just wonder how long is he going to remain a useful idiot? He will remain a useful idiot for as long as the left thinks that the American public will sustain it and will put up with it. Have you and seen the second, approval the, numbers, though? Does it matter to the useful left, right? Because what That's they will true. do, and this is the reason why I think Donald Trump running in 2024 is the worst thing that could possibly happen, because they will use and make this an election about Donald Trump again. And when that happens, people will move and vote for Joe Biden, whether they're alive, dead, illegal, however they can, by hook or crook, get it done. They will get it done again. Donald Trump needs to stay away because if they can't make it about Donald Trump, great. Ron DeSantis is not Donald Trump. That's the thing, right? He's going to be able to stand on his own two feet with his own decisions and all of those things, right? He's also much younger and much more competent than, than Joe Biden. When you put those two on the same stage together, watch what, watch what will, would happen. It would be a train wreck. But my point with all of this is that this, this presidency is not about Joe Biden. This presidency is about leftist ideology becoming reality. We're going to see voter reform, a.k.a. we're just going to enshrine our ability to elect ourselves. Oh, and by the way, Pat, real quick, um, what was one of the biggest reasons that they wanted voter reform? Um, gerrymandering, right? They, right. They, want, they want to get rid of gerrymandering because the evil Republicans are just gerrymandering their way to, um, to ensuring their state is red forever. Right. Uh, okay. Guess what happened here in the state of Illinois? Did you gerrymander? Oh, they gerrymandered the hell out of the state. Did they gerrymander <laughs> for the sake of keeping it blue forever? Oh yeah. <laughs> Go take a look at the uh, congressional map once. Do do me a quick favor. Pull it up while we're talking here. Congress because congressional map of Illinois. Uh huh. New congressional map of Illinois. And then you tell me what that looks like. Just just a generalized uh, view of it. Because it's insane. There is a congressional district in the state of Illinois that goes from the middle of the state to the southwest and then to the complete south of the state. It literally looks like a backward seven. As a congressional district. How the hell did that happen? Well, we had to get Peoria and Bloomington and then Carbondale, the old, the three other big centers of school here in the state of Illinois. Right. So 
all of your progressive areas. What in the hell happened? Yeah, do you see that? All I can say, all I can say is, all I can say is, just looking at this map, get in the hell out of Illinois. Get out. Mm-hmm. And the, for the rest of Illinois, that 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 you know. And while you're on your way out of, of Illinois, may I say, mm-hmm. as a licensed real estate agent, please feel free to contact me. Uh, you can do so um, in any means necessary. Uh, you can DM me. You could email me. Um, you could do all sorts of things, but DM me um, at the Coppin Show, or you can find me at uh, Close with Coppins on uh, Instagram for all my real estate stuff. I'm not saying I'm just saying if you're on your way out of the state of Illinois, I can help you. And then I will be on the way out alongside you in a few years. You're going to you're going to basically uh, close the door. You are correct, Pat. You, I will be closing that door behind me and, and leaving all the morons back here in the state of Illinois to deal with the fallout of this kind of bullcrap. But hey, don't worry. There's ethics reform coming to the state, too. Yay! But on that note, Pat, I, I hear a little buzzing sound in my ear, so I think it's time for the B or not the B. Are you ready for today's headline? Well, clearly I played the thing, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Now, are you ready to give me the headline? Yes, I'm. I'm ready to give you the headline. Are you I allergic to? Uh, are you allergic to the bullcrap? The uh, the White House is spewing on uh, inflation. I might be, but I'm definitely allergic to Illinois. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm allergic to all their sports teams, so that's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Today's headline. The sexy vaccine costume is here just in time for Halloween. The sexy vaccine costume is here just in time for Halloween. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. And while you're thinking about the Andrew Coppins, folks, if you haven't gone to American Pride Roasters yet, the official coffee of the Mojo 50 network, you should support a local small business today by going to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. And also, they've got all sorts of great flavors and stuff over there for you to uh, try and check out, plus a lot of different like, coffee drops and stuff like that, too. Um, Andrew really loves the uh, uh, Burl Hamilton. Um, they've also got other flavors from the Washington, the Reagan, Jefferson, um, all sorts of, of really good uh, flavors over there. They've even got some experimental stuff over there, like uh, Izzo's Rage and Ron Sexual Chocolate, Doc's Bacon Blast. So if that sounds good to you and you're a big-time coffee drinker and you want to support the coffee of the Mojo Five O Network, go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That is AmericanPrideRoasters.com. The sexy vaccine costume is here just in time for Halloween. Andrew Coppins, is this the B or not the B? Um, I'm hoping this is the B, but I could see this being not the B. Because people are that insane. You know what? I'm going to go with not the B. Are you sure? No, I am not sure. What I am going to change, and I'm going to go with this being the B. Are you sure? No. 
because this is somebody's going to actually do this and then this is going to be the b prophecy fulfilled again is this your final answer final answer so you're going with the b yes damn it you really got the yips this month this is not the b what the absolute hell so the full-on headline is the sexy vaccine costumes here just in time for Halloween, and it's even dumber than you can imagine. Is it? Supposedly. Behold the physical manifestation of possibly the most unlikely combination of words ever conceived by humans. The sexy vaccine costume. Uh, and in a tweet, there's, I regret to inform you that the sexy vaccine is a thing. I knew it was coming, but it was still painful to see. I don't know about you, but when I think sexy, I think woman with a giant novelty of hypodermic needle sticking out of her head. Still, I can't imagine something is missing. I feel vaguely threatened by this image. And for those of you that can't, it's a woman in a dress with a mask on, a purple mask on, with a needle, like a syringe, sticking out of her head. The costume comes courtesy of the company, Three Wishes, one of mine having just become, I wish I could unsee this. Nevertheless, it is here, and unlike, say, high-class luxury items, uh, such as food is available for immediate shipping. The costume itself is totally devoid of anything resembling imagination, a cocktail dress with a syringe headband. This is something you carefully design, pro- proceed to production, and take to market for $55.95. This is something that you throw together an hour before you have have to be at a Halloween party made up for old prom dress your parents wouldn't let you wear with whatever you could find in your toddler's toy box. In fact, it's it's so frightened with self-parody that the very first thing I did when I came across it on social media was to confirm that it actually existed. It's real. We could pos- simply dismiss it as a publicly as a publicity stunt which surely was part of the intent. But given that we live in the age of the Fauci prayer candle, I think it's considered a serious item that COVID crazies will buy. Well, two can play that game. It actually exists, and it's scary. (sighs) The things that make you go... Yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait to see the Dr. Fauci costumes. People are just so dumb. So dumb for real. For real, so dumb. Moving on from that wonderful goodness, um, Pat, uh, uh-huh. as we are recording this show, um, we got some breaking news. Do you want me to deliver said breaking news? Sure. And that news is that uh, former Secretary of State uh, General um, highfalutin, not really highfalutin, but um, 
person that uh, a lot of people wanted to run or have run for president uh, in 2016 who ended up not doing so. Um, but one of the most influential individuals on foreign policy in our lifetimes has passed away. Colin Powell. Oh. He died of complications from COVID-19. And <clears throat> I am really sad to say, but not shocked. The piling on of Colin Powell has started. His body is not even, I don't know, a day dead. Because I present to you this headline from CNBC. Colin Powell, former Secretary of State, who made case for Iraq invasion, dies of COVID-19 complications. Are now, you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. What happened to showing some respect in death? Doesn't exist to the left. Because your sins follow you, right? Except for it wasn't a sin. He was going by the information given to him at the time. Now, if we all knew the information we know today about the WMDs and all the things that were going on in Iraq, would we have done this invasion? I don't know that we would have. Right? And I think that's that's the case for everybody um, that looks at this critically. At the time, did I think this was the right move? Absolutely, I did. Because of what? What we were told existed. Right. The information given to us. I, I was the same way. And this is the start of me not believing the CIA has a clue they wouldn't know their ass from a hole in the ground right now. They really wouldn't. I wouldn't trust a damn thing the CIA says right now. Really wouldn't. They, they don't know anything that's going on in Afghanistan. They have no freaking clue. They really had no clue of what was actually going on in Iraq at the time. Now, was taking out Saddam Hussein important? Absolutely was. Absolutely. But my God. Holy crap. My God, people, my God. Okay, so first off, our thoughts and prayers are with Colin Powell's family. I may not have agreed with him. I believe that I believe, you know, that the the Bush doctrine in the Bush era of republicanism was bad news um, as we got further and further into the presidency. But that doesn't mean that just because politically I disagreed with him makes him an evil person by all intents and counts and purposes of every single person that I know that knew him or knew of him or had an interaction with him. He was an honest, caring, loving, and deeply devoted person who gave his life in service of this country, his entire adult life in service of this country. Show some damn respect. This isn't Adolf Hitler dying, but to the left, apparently he is. I mean, I mean, this wasn't even an hour. This was the announcement of his death by CNBC. And I could have pulled more and more and more, but uh, we don't really have time since we're, I don't know, recording the show right as this news broke. So, shame on the left. And may Colin Powell rest in peace. Now from that to um, 
the shamelessness of the left again, because I've got more for you, Pat. Oh, boy, I'm so excited. Right. Because who's the missing key in all of this, right? The, 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 there's somebody at the... <clears throat> if, we, if, if government could be the solution to this, right? There's somebody uh-huh. who... There, there's like a head of this thing called the Transport Department of Transportation. Oh, 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 you mean, you mean, uh, uh, uh Mayor Pete Buttigieg? I, I was, see, here's the thing. I always want to say Buttigieg because that's, that's what it, his name looks like, how it should be pronounced to me. Just because he is gay doesn't mean that you. No, it has nothing to do with the fact that he's gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. <clears throat> You're welcome for that. Um, Jerk. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, the guy who's been missing for the past two months, and, and how dare you shame me for bottle feeding my child or children because he's got premature uh, twins. Well, well do, do, do you know why he was on missing MIA for two months? Because he has preemie babies. He's on paternity leave. For two months... When, uh, what? He didn't actually have a baby, though. But he's on paternity leave. He's gay. He he can't have children. Well, paternity leave is for the father. Not, not the mother, the father. Maternity leave is for the mother. Right, but he actually didn't get anybody pregnant. But he's on Coppins. Don't be don't be such a a, a bigot. He he had children. No, he did not. He, he okay. He he has children now. They were born recently, and 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 because they were born, he gets to have paternity leave. So he gets to bottle feed the twins. Uh huh. Change their diapers. And then not pay attention to what's going on in the country. Yeah, that's about right, yeah. Because, so here's the thing, though. If you're out on that leave, um, shouldn't you have named an acting, I don't know, Department of Transportation Secretary that would take on that role? No, 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 because he's going to come back and he's going to he's going to take over again. And if he were to name someone, he might lose his job. No, no. Why would he ever do that? Well, he he's here to save the day. Job. He's Superman. He's the new. Uh, is it John Kent? Yeah, John Kent. Mm-hmm. Who apparently yeah. is now bisexual, not totally gay. And oh, did you see that it's not truth, justice in the American way anymore? Oh boy! It's truth, justice, and uh, a better tomorrow. But I present to you our hero, Pete Buttigieg. Major supply chain disruption in the U.S. right now, causing everything from higher prices to longer waits for products. Moody's warns that these supply chain disruptions, quote, will get worse before they get better. Unquote. Do Americans need to? prepare ourselves for this to get worse before it gets better? 
Well, certainly a lot of the challenges that we've ex been experiencing this year will continue into next year, but there are both short-term and long-term steps that we can take to do something about it. Look, uh, part of what's happening isn't just the supply side, it's the demand side. Demand is off the charts. Retail sales are through the roof. And if you think about those images of uh, ships, for example, waiting at anchor on the West Coast, you know, every one of those ships uh, is full of record amounts of goods that Americans are buying uh, because demand is up, because income is up, uh, because the president has successfully guided this economy out of the teeth of a terrifying recession. Now the issue is, even though our ports are handling more than they ever have, record amounts of goods coming through, our supply chains can't keep up. And of course our supply chains, that's a complicated system that is mostly in private hands, and rightly so. Our role is to be an honest broker, bring together all of the different players there, secure commitments, and get solutions that are gonna make it easier. Yes, Mr. Panoni, you have a question. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, what qualified Pete Buttigieg to be the uh, Secretary of was it Transportation and Yep. yep. What, Secretary what qualified of Transportation. Him to do that again. That's what qualified him, and it shows. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you, because, um, <clears throat> wait for it. The, again, core CPI index rose 4% on a year-to-year -year basis in the month of September, matching the same gain in August. The consumer price index in two months has risen 8%. Back that all the way up to January of this year and tell me where we're at. We're up at least 10, 15, 20% on the CPI. But it's all good. Now, what is the other problem that we have talked about when it comes to the economy and how we're having these supply chain issues, Pat? What is the one thing that is becoming an issue? Shortage of workers, right? Right. Labor shortage. Wait, wait, but I'm told the unemployment rate is plummeting. Okay, so there's a difference between unemployment and labor shortage. Big difference. Unemployment happens, does not track labor shortage. Right. And what happens when you have a labor shortage? In order for the employer to attract more people to their jobs, they must do what? Hike up the wage. Offer more benefits, whatever, however they need to combine those things to attract people to the job, right? Yeah, it's called competing. Uh, otherwise known as wage inflation, right? Right. Okay. <clears throat> Remember, there is a record high of people voluntarily quitting their jobs in August of this year. And there are 10.4 million unfulfilled positions. What the hell do you think inflation is going to look like for wages at that point? Because clearly people are just quitting. They're just done. Well, here's, here's my question on that, though. How much of that is because of the threat of a vaccine mandate? No, that's a very, it's, that's a very real 
question here because mm. the government reported last week, so two weeks ago now, that average hourly earnings increased by the most in seven months on a year-to-year basis in September because of those worker shortages. That is largely what is happening with our ports, with our um, supply chain in general, USPS's issues, UPS's issues, FedEx's issues, all of the things that are going into the supply chain can be traced back to the fact that people don't want to work right now. And you are forcing, even if it's 5% of the workforce, out of the workforce while we're having an issue of labor shortage to begin with. And by the way, did you see what happened with that state trooper in uh, Massachusetts signing uh, off this weekend? Yeah, he he late didn't. Uh, I thought it was Washington. Was or it Washington? Washington? Yeah, Yakima, yeah. Washington. Sorry, not. Yeah, not he laid into Jay Inslee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, screw you, Jay Inslee. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of it, uh, but that's happening all over this country. But Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost where you are, no means no, and Andrew Coppins has already ordered his sexy vaccine costume. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, and as always, Matthew 547. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.